This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver, $5.49 per hour. That's what the average Uber or Lyft driver makes in Denver, according to a recent survey. And now legislators are debating a new proposal that could change how drivers get paid. But we wanted to hear what is actually happening inside these cars. So we got some Uber and Lyft drivers together to speak for themselves. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Hey guys, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi. Thank you. I'm going to have you go around and just say your name so that when listeners hear this, they know who's talking. Can you just introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Munir Abuzawida. I'm from Libya originally, and I'm an Uber driver. Michael Machar, original Sudanese Uber driver. Uh, My name is uh, Zoltan. I'm from Myanmar. They used to call Burma before. Sure, sure. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I, I want to start with this shocking statistic that I read recently that says Uber and Lyft drivers may only be making $5.49 per hour. Is this, how is this possible? It's, it's, it's real because the, uh, the algorithm they use, it's, it's bizarre. Like we never know what, you know, the price you're going to get every time you pick up. Like we, it's below than the minimum wage. It sounds like drastically lower than minimum wage. Yes, it is. It is, and that's what we uh, we pick up a fight trying to defend ourselves, and also like it, the cost of living is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's getting really bad. The gas, the food, everything. And to be honest, that's what not what what we signed for, you know, from the very beginning, you know. Yeah, because I was shocked when they saw that. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't like this before, you know. So uh, now we're like kind of suffering, you know. Can you imagine like working for just $5 an hour? I've never seen this since 2008 and 2009. And you, well, and you said that it was it was not like this before. How long have you been driving and when did you notice a change? I've been doing this for six years or maybe over. And I noticed that like three months ago, I was sitting at the airport and then I started getting like calls and I saw the price and it's $17. Can you imagine driving 25 miles from the airport to Denver downtown and you have to deal with the traffic too because sometimes it takes like up in one hour, you know? And then that's just for $17. And you're still paying for gas and expenses, you know, maintenance for the car. That's unbelievable to be honest. Michael Zell, what about you guys? Yeah, I have one experience there uh, from downtown. He finished his shift at like around like 11. I picked it at him and uh, he's kind of fresh, uh, upset about the lift charging or lift or, uh, yeah, I, I think it was like lift and he kind of upset and uh, he was like, man, why is it so expensive? And I just quiet and uh, since when I drop off, I just show how much I get paid. And he said $80, $80 he paid and uh, I get $16. 
So he paid eighty dollars. Yes, and you get sixteen of that. So yeah. And what you're explaining, it sounds like, is you're getting frustration from your customers. So over... yeah, I don't want to uh, respond right away because he kind of upset, yeah. and I just show him my phone screen how much I made and how much he paid, so he know. It's not you that's making that yeah. decision. Yeah. Sure. Michael, how about you? Um, I used to I used to drive for Lyft and Uber for like four years, and every day I had I I was just like noting that it's it's not real like the what they the way they operate it's so corrupt, and they they use that algorithm to exaggerate you know the whole thing uh, between us and writers. You know, sometimes they use us against one another, and and I I was just I I have to defend myself all the time until I I was like you know what something has to be done you know so I start I start you know looking around I look up some unions and I call you know union I reach out and these guys they usually come to the parking lot I didn't know about them and they came and just we. We start working together. Then I started mobilizing drivers, you know, Manir, everybody. And then we start letting people know what's going on. Something has to be done with, you know, with all these abusive has been done against us. And also the community, yeah, everybody is just, it's, it's more than struggling, you know. We work every day and no one should be working every day in America just to survive. I would love for each of you to talk about your sort of work life. Is is driving uh, a side job? Is it your full time job? Why do you do it? What else are you juggling in your life? Munir, do you want to start? Yeah, um, actually, I'm doing this full time job. To be honest, I mean, I used to work like I used to do it like part time job, but before it was good money, you know. So I started like doing it uh, full time job. And it was like picking my own hours so I can start like early morning or do like, uh, you know, so I can avoid the traffic and I drive at night, you know, which is good. So um, after that happened, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I can't do this anymore because I feel like I'm, you know, working for free, you know, like I feel like wasting money. That's all. Yeah. Michael, what about you? Yeah, I have I have no alternative. Like this is your job. Yeah, it's my job. I've been hurt before at work, so I'm I was I'm disabled for a long time. My arm was shattered, you know, in a machine. Mm-hmm. So I there's nothing I can like. I'm all traumatized from the past accident. So uh, I I was like real exciting about this type of work. I'm like now I can you know I don't have to lift thing off or. Be stressful about it, you know. Now I can do something for my family, but it's, it's just, it's it doesn't work, you know. And I have no choice. Is it your full time job still? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a full time. That what about you? Yes, um, I I work in a full time, but uh, like I never get paid enough to be honest. But uh, I have to keep struggling to uh, survive for my family. I have three boys, three kids, and my wife, so I can look for um for survive for them. I want 
to talk about the flexibility part. Like, I think you all have kind of touched on this. I could, you know, I could get up, before, I could drive the low traffic times or I could do the night shift or whatever. Um, and Michael, you wrote this op-ed for the Colorado Sun and you said, quote, the companies control virtually everything about my work, including how, where, and when I pick up rides. How does the company do that? What does that mean? It's, that's an algorithm they use against us. They can show you the amount of money you're going to get, and then you're not allowed to deny it. You know, it's like, it's like showing somebody freedom and then you say, oh, you're not free, really, you know. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, a lot of things could happen. It could be dangerous sometimes. You you can be abused, you know. And yeah. It, and lip won't take, they they won't do uh, proper parts for uh, investigation. They only take a side, uh, which is uh, a writer's side. Mm. That's a that's a part of the problem too. You you know people intend to get their money back, and then they will say, "Well, this guy was a drunk driver," you know. Then Lib will will give them money back, and then they go after you, mm. and and kick you out in the platform. And you bought the car to do that type of work. Where are you gonna go? Yeah, you're on the street. So you've talked about this change where you can't decide when you work and you can't decide which or rides you can take. What what is that? What's going on there? I think the way how they play it now, it's different. So, for example, the high demand, it's going to be like at the rush hour. Sometimes I don't want to like work at the rush hour, you know, so it's going to be high demand. You're going to pick one or two like riders. That's all. That's how they play it, you know? So before, like, you can start, like, working in the morning, you can get good rides, right? But now you can't find any good rides because there is no demand. Because most of the time when we make money, when it's get, like, demand, that's when you make, like, good money. Especially now, like, from, like, I'm talking about, like, from three months and now. Like, from three months in the past until now, it's, it's not like we don't have, like, any demands at all. Even at the airports, so they show you there's a demand there, so you can just you know surge. You know you expecting like a good rides, it's still it's still nothing. What what do you think has changed? Is it this is this an algorithm problem, or are there not as many people requesting rides? I'm like I'm confused as to what's changed. Yeah, it's kind of a mysterious way they do it. So they let you you know they they trying to make the problem is like with the rider and the driver. Because most of the time, the rider think that most of the money goes to you, you know? Sure. So, yeah, now my, my, my riders ask me if I'm getting the whole tip or they take some of it. They're trying to make sure that we get in the tip. That's for example, you know, but I always talk to my riders and I tell them the truth. They take in 60%. So we take in 30, maybe 40 if we got that because they Sometime. still charging, you know, more charges, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel like people now got, like, more knowledge. I'm talking about the riders, sure. you know? Yeah. And they, you know, they get upset with this company. We're trying to, you know, 
let people like know that we're really suffering, you know, because they, they can't say like see how much we making, you know, they just show them like how much they charge them. And then if they charge them $100, the riders will be like, oh, are you taking 80, 90? No, we're taking at least like 16, 17 dollars and most of the money go to the Uber company, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 frustrating, to be honest. So that actually brings me to this new gig work transparency bill that legislators are working on, I think, because you all have been vocal about these issues. Um, And it would require the companies to show drivers how much it sounds like you guys know how much you make on each ride. But the transparency would also allow you to know why you're you've been deactivated or know why your rating has gone down. Is that helpful to you? What? Um, we also we would like to be access to the whole you know fair, because if you if you if you throw me a number, tell me how did you get that number, you know, you cannot just show me a number and I don't know how you get that number. That's that's a, that's a problem too. So the transparency it sounds like is the app might charge the customer eighty dollars for a ride to the airport. Right. You don't see that. No. You don't know. We used they. to, like before, we used to see yeah. the whole, Damn. like, receipt after, like, we drop an off. So we see how much, like, the the like the fare was and then how much Uber, like, take and how much we making. But after they done this, like, three months ago, we don't see anything. We just see the amount that we are taking, either if it's traffic or more miles. Because sometimes the, the rider said, like, oh, can I pick up my, like, change my address? So they change the address, but it's like for a couple dollars. Sometimes they need to go like five, six miles more. And they charge them like, they charge them more because I'm talking to my riders and they know everything. So I like to share, you know? So they charge them like $10 more and they give you $1 for that change. Sometimes too. Yeah. And sometimes they're not giving you anything. Further. Yeah. Okay. And they recently changed this where all of a sudden you can't see that information. No. So maybe it sounds like this bill... Um, that they're working on the, in the legislature might help you. You just want access to information, right? Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. And also, we want fairness. Uh, the company has, we have to trust the company, you know? Uh, if any of you, you have a lot of employees and they don't trust you, it's not a good, you know, it's kind of work condition. So we, we would like to trust what we do, you know, and like it. People should like their jobs, you know? Right. And especially when you're a partner, you know, you don't uh, you don't dishonor your partner because we signed contract with them. They should treat us equally with the writers. You know, there's nothing special about somebody rather than fairness. It's a business. Sure. So Uber and Lyft are these huge companies, but they're still struggling to turn a profit. Is there any part of you that worries that regulations like could put them out of business and put you out of a job? Not not necessary. I mean, they should be honest about the whole thing. Come on the table, talk to us, you know? So we can have some sort of hope, you know, like, well, these issues can be solved, you know? But Uber don't want a conversation. They, 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 they do that algorithm like a scam. We feel like we, we, we work for a scam company, you know? And it's not a good way to, you know, to deal with somebody who, who gave you a lot, because without us, we we'll be won't be over, you know. So I, 
I want to close with something that you all would like to share with riders, people like me who ride Uber and Lyft. What can we do to support our drivers? How can we help you? We we just wanted to to ask you ever, you know, a person in the community. You guys are part of our community. So please just be aware of, you know, what's going on and support our movement. You know, um, it will make Denver a great city. It will make it a better place for life. Yeah, I will say, guys, keep requesting. We got your back, and we're gonna fight this company until we get like our, you know, fair back like before. Yeah. But keep requesting, we got you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. For what it's worth, when The Guardian first reported on the survey showing an average driver's pay in Denver was only $5.49 per hour, they checked in with Uber and DoorDash. An Uber spokesperson said that the company's internal data showed median driver earnings at more than $37 per hour of time spent engaged on the platform. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Union busting at Starbucks. A local judge recently ruled that Starbucks illegally interfered with organizing efforts at the store on Colfax in Milwaukee, which included firing an employee in retaliation. The coffee corporation has been ordered to reinstate the terminated barista, provide back pay, and post signs at the location informing customers of the situation. I'll drop a link in the show notes to our past conversation with two local Starbucks baristas about why they chose to unionize. And finally, after weeks of complaints about high energy bills, Governor Jared Polis announced on Monday that he has taken a, quote, all-hands-on-deck approach to giving people some relief. According to the Denver Post, he's looking for money to help make homes more energy efficient, increase oversight on gas utilities, and prioritize the conversion away from natural gas. Meanwhile, several fossil fuel organizations join with XL Energy Colorado to pledge $1 million to support programs assisting people struggling to pay their utility bills. These announcements come two weeks after Excel Energy reported a whopping $1.7 billion in profits in 2022. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell your Uber driver about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Oh my God, Paul, I had a... (laughs) Just for, I'm thinking about the gas stoves conversation, and I realized something you can't do on an electric stove. Toast a tortilla. Like, you got to do it over an open flame. <laughs> I was doing it last night, and I was like, man, how am I going to do this? I don't know about that electrification. <laughs> My son's lungs, whatever. I got to get this tortilla hot. Okay. No, I figured it out. You could just put it in a pan, but... <laughs> You're like, yeah, Brie, that's what everybody else does. Duh. Okay.